Welcome, Pathfinders, to the Find the Path podcast actual play of the Mummy's Mask Adventure Path. Where we're in deeper trouble than we may have ever been in. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's a little, it's a little complicated right now. Negative yep. yes. 100 feet of trouble. Oh, gosh, you just had to put that on us, too. <laughs> no, that's just how far your characters are underground. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Buried alive. No. So... Yeah, I suppose let's just go ahead and jump right back into things since we did leave off mid-combat last time. When last we had left our heroes, the doorkeepers of the Duat, they had decided following the defeat of the... I don't know why I pronounced the, the, it. The defeat. defeat. The defeat. The defeat. The defeat of the tribe eater. You had decided to make your way back to the monument vault to go down and attempt to uh, ascertain... Well, one, I believe originally to try to collect a fragment of the jar that you believe the spirit, well, you learned subsequently the spirit of Tinnaneth was inside of. And then upon getting down there, you had uh, discovered that Tinnaneth was still down here, apparently having yeah. spent the time consolidating his power. A battle had ensued, wherein you had uh, had to fight against the, the spirit, the uh, ghosts of Tindanef, who had been blasting off spells left, right, and center, as well as releasing an assorted number of Kaunakas. Yep. Yep. But those were surprisingly easily dispatched. I think we were just, since we we knew enough about them, they, they weren't as bad as they could have been, but they did hit very hard. <laughs> yep. He had thrown a, a number of attempts to uh, deal with Hollis, who was rolling amazing for her various so fortitude good. saves. It's going to be bad this time, I'm sure. Then unfortunately, following that, Masika rolled two poor fortitude saves, resulting in the death of the shaman. Freaking already savored from die the thing co for, from coming back I know, from it. Like, the worst. Like, yep. Often overlooked rule. Yeah, you know, this is because we we knew about the rule because we were like, oh, we've done we this have before. good chances. Like it'll be okay. I'm trying to remember. I believe when you fought the Medusa, both Sudi and Hollis had been petrified. Yeah. 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 So we, we've gone through this before because I think we, we went through a stone to flesh. Yeah. And Masika had actually been, this is the second time Masika had been petrified because she'd been petrified in the battle against the Basilisks. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Then we bathed her in blood and it was okay. Yeah. I believe that was literally called the one with the bloodbath. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. It was. Multiple meanings. Mm hmm But we had it left off as... Hollis had applied the solve using her ability to manipulate time in very short bursts to Masika, at which point she had unpetrified, had a brief second to look down before toppled to the side as Narmer had dropped down to his little flippery knees and, and thrown his head back and shaked his flippers to the heavens. So as we begin again, Hollis stands over the prone form of Masika, Narmer cradling her head, just kind of catching her almost borne down under her weight as she falls and hits the ground. So that means combat resumes, making it Tenenef's initiative. Sure. This guy. Who is uh, currently, I believe, sunk down into the stone. He yeah. is. Coward. Well, obviously. Sure. The wraith, figurative, not literal, raises up out of the earth in one fluid motion, takes a second to reassess the situation. Actually, as he's moving, he'll instead veer off, hovering up above the ground, turns in place, flies out alongside, basically along to Citra's right, as Hollis, I imagine, is still just 
staring down at the prone form of Masika, hands covered in this solve, before both of you register the chanting, that ghost-like voice coming to your side, turn as he raises up, extends two fingers, and a fork of lightning bursts ah. from his fingertips. Streaming across the distance, I will need a reflex save from Citra and Hollis. As the fight this guy continues. is a problem. Hollis rolls a 13 for a 24. Citra also rolls a 13 for a 32. A 32 is success. A 23 is also success as Citra dives entirely out of the way. Hollis is struck by the bolt in passing for 19 points of electricity damage, which is halved, as it streams over you and then cracks against the far wall. Hollis takes none of that because it gets absorbed. As, as Hollis just looks at this guy like, what you got next, wizard? Uh, what he has left is a magic missile as five bolts streak across the distance directly at Citra as a quickened magic missile goes off. Jerk. Jerk. Ooh, that is a terrible roll. Good. Uh, striking Citra for 14 points of damage. He deserves terrible rolls. The bolts stream across the distance. He laughs. I mean, let's be honest. In the grand scheme of things <laughs> that Citra has suffered through, magic a magic missile. missile is pretty low on the list at this point. Yeah, well, you're not going to fell a reflex save, so he might as well hit you with something you can't get out of the way of. <laughs> <laughs> going to need a lot of those. I, I was going to say the eternal problem of being a wizard is most of the things allow for saves. Yep. But Tin and F laughs. Narmer sits there. Shut up! Yells back at him. Oh, we're, get, we're getting to see the, the spiciest Narmer now because he... I'll kill you, you shut up! Exactly. <laughs> he flies like, up in the air. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the idea of Narmer turning into Samuel L. Jackson right I'm now. I'm going to need that just... converted into a uh, notification tone. <laughs> Bring us to oh Sudi Kantar. Oh my god. Shoot it, punch his face off. <laughs> Why is it it's so gonna funny? Okay, it's going to be okay, It's going to be okay. Why is it so funny? Because <laughs> it's Narmer. Oh. Uh, Sudi <laughs> is, look at that. Sudi is exactly 20 feet away from this jerk. Uh, okay. Sudi flying kicks this man in the face. Uh, flurry of blows, key strike, the whole nine yards. Please get into a position where I where can Where you're flank. flanking, yeah, I know. Um, let me move myself. I was going to say, boink, right there. Hello. So Sudi flies over 20 feet to the... Uh, I'm going to say southern side, although I don't remember if this map actually has south as down. The downside <laughs> of this ghost, and he is going to flurry up Technically applause. speaking, that is the east side, because down is east on this map. Sorry. Uh, why? <laughs> why, Paizo? Why? I No, it's, it's fine that they did that. But, you you okay. land off anyway. to his left as he's currently facing towards Citra to there allow Citra and, to get around uh, to his right. So flying yes. kick to this guy, flurry of blows, key strike, maximum damage time is now... This man okay. done killed my friend. Man, get him, shooty! It's your kill mode. <laughs> Why? Um, okay, so that is a nine for a thirty-three to hit him. Nice. A thirty-three will potentially hit your target. I'll need you to roll a d10 and tell me if you get a one or two. Remember, he's got that stupid. Oh. I got a ten. A 10 will, unfortunately... Oh, also, I needed you to roll percentile to see whether or not the 20% chance means that you miss his mirror images entirely. I got a 61 on that, so I do get through the, the blur and you then... You pop a mirror hit, image as yep. you slam in. Oh, I forgot he still has so many buffs on. How many mirror images he got left? I thought it was Stupid only like buffs. three. There are three additional images now. 
Yeah, so there are four total. of him in total. This guy. So that is, ooh, that's terrible. That's a five for a 29. A 29 will not strike your target. Go ahead and roll that percentile to see whether or not you actually strike one of the images. Yeah, but if you 89 get the on the percentile. Okay, so that does pop one of the images, although you do miss your target. Yep. Um, okay, uh, next oh, attack. Could you get rid of that last one? It would be great. I'm, I'm really <laughs> working it right now you to try to pop all the images. Right <laughs> okay, all right, so that is... Oh, there's a good roll that's probably going to pop an image. Um, so that is a 17 on the die. That is a math, my brain. Calculator. 16 plus 20, 36. A 36 will potentially hit your target. Go ahead and roll me some percentile for starters. All right, 96 per, uh, on the percentile. And go ahead and bounce me a D6. You're looking for a one or two. I got a two. All right, you actually impact the correct target. Kill this man. Forward. Pop an image, pop another image, spin back around. He'll drop down towards him. Uh, uh, that is 14 points of damage, so have to seven. Yep, corporeal source. So you still manage to hit home as you actually strike him. The other image is swirling around him, making it difficult to keep track of which one it still is. Okay, here we go. And once <laughs> another attack. So many attacks. <sighs> That's a perfect 20. <laughs> perfect 20 so is hit an him. automatic hit, although, of course, percentile, percentile chance of missing. 41. All right. So All right. And now you need to bounce me a D6 again. D6 again. D6 again. Rolling a one or two. That's a three. Very well, so you perfect 20, critically pop an image as your fist slams through I it. knew that was going to happen. I was like, ah, oh, there's no way I'm going to get a, a critical. It doesn't matter. I can't critical him anyway, so. And is that it? <sighs> no, then I key strike. <laughs> <laughs> I want this man gone. <laughs> Maximum damage mode engage. Hey, is you actually like hit him a... for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is terrible. That is a two for a 26. A 26? No. Nah. That actually misses by five or more, so you don't Ow. even come close enough to hit an image. Ow. Aww, yeah. Bummer. I tried. I tried real hard. So Sudi dives to the attack, actually managing to land a blow. Don't know how many of those we've actually done. Masika is unfortunately dead. Narmer gently lays her down, turns around. I'll kill you myself! <laughs> and uh, he turns. It's an extraordinary ability, so he spits a glob of acid that shoots right through the ghost. Dang it! Oh. Masika's got to have a wand in here. I'll figure out how to use it. Citra, have you been hitting him with sneak attack and dispelling strike? Is that like a thing you have to do separately or is it like an auto thing? I haven't been able to get him yet. Uh, the jerk. Yes. Okay, that would be I hit muy, one image and that was it. <laughs> that'd be muy caliente uh, were you to sneak attack him. Uh, that, I mean, that that is what I'm going for. Sweet. Yeah, so unfortunately that's it for, uh, for Narmer. He might fly forward and attempt his bite attack. I don't think Narmer's ever used his bite attack, but he does possess one. Is it magic? No, unfortunately, yeah, it's still not magic, and he technically can't even threaten with it because he's a tiny-sized creature, so he can't even provide a flank. Narmer flips his flippers in impotence and <laughs> goes back to Masika. Shitra, Shitra, finish him. <laughs> Citra Nahamra. Do it! Citra would like to uh, move into the flank uh, across from Sudi and... Critical by ghost. Uh, I would like to use my etheric strike, and hopefully I can get him this time. Okay. Uh, you can dance around the outside and not have to tumble. Yes. As you spring around into the flank with Sudi. Yes. Okay. That was a good roll. Hopefully it's not a wasted good roll. That is an 18 with uh, 
So plus 19 is a 37 plus 2 for the flank, which is 39. A 39 is potentially a hit. I'll need you to roll percentile. Is that a critical? Well, I can't. I can't critical it, but uh, that is a 40. A 40 gets through the blur. I will then oh, need okay. you to go go ahead and roll me a percentile again. Since he does still have mirror image, you need a 51 or above. 51 or above. Well, I got a 67. Yay! 67 will successfully Get strike him. your target as you dive to the attack. I assume using your Oh, sorry. Uh, I was looking at that upside down. That is a 97. Oh. 97 will also still strike your target. <laughs> I was going to say, it doesn't really matter as long as it's above <laughs> no, 51. So you get through the you 20% know. blur chance, you get through the 50% because he still has a mirror image standing. Yep. And uh, stab your target. I believe you said you're using your etheric strike. I am using my etheric strike, which means all of my sneak attack goes through, but I don't believe... Yeah, it just says... With a successful sneak attack, I can deal my sneak attack damage as positive energy. So okay. give me your well, regular can... damage separate. Okay, so I do nine points of regular and six points of electricity. The sneak attack is where it really comes into play. Yes. Kill this ghost. I mean, hopefully. Um, that would be 23 points of positive energy. Nice. A solid hit. I also have Dispelling Strike, if that does anything to him. Uh, yeah. As a side note, I know we state this incorrectly all the time. It's Dispelling Attack, not Dispelling Strike. Dispelling Attack. Ah. Dispelling attack is a rogue talent. Dispelling strike is a magus thing. <laughs> oh, oh. So just to not confuse people. Unless Citra has become a magus at some point, which would be neat. But I, I, mean, so. <laughs> I, I suppose are. if I start doing more wizard stuff, I'll eventually be a magus. Hmm. But I'm or not at least whatever the, uh, the rogue version of a magus is. Yeah. All right. So that means that you've successfully sneak attacked, at which point... The target is affected as a, with a dispel magic targeting the lowest spell level effect active on the target at the time. So, and you'll need to roll to over to dispel it. It is a d20 plus your rogue level to dispel magic. Okay. And this is against a DC of 11 plus his caster level. Uh, not a great roll. I rolled a nine for a 24. The 24 will perfectly succeed. Nice. As you ram your blade in, you feel this pulse of energy kind of crackle off of you as something has been dispelled off of him. Uh, Go ahead and actually roll me percentile real quick. 24. Okay. So he stumbles back as uh, your blade slices into pulses with white light. That seems to have definitely hurt him. Um, I'm supposing you're wanting to do your disabling stuff? Debilitating. Uh, If it applies to ghosties, then yes. if you can sneak attack it, it applies. Then I would like to bes- bewilder and disorient him. Very well. So Dr- minus uh, two to AC and minus two to attack, minus six against both of those to you. Yes. From there we go to Hollis Starkweather. All right, Nethus, you owe me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No, I don't, says Nethus from the sky. <laughs> uh, she holds a pretty big diamond out of her pocket and um, is going to cast Limited Wish to get a breath of life. Ooh. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, because I also just have limited wish, so I'm not using our scroll. I bought exactly enough diamond dust to cast it one time. For just right. such an occasion. <laughs> so you pull out a honking 1,500 gold diamond out of your pocket. Just a fist wow. of diamond. I imagine part of casting a spell, it like crumbles in my hand into dust. Yeah, it, tur- it turns to, it goes from diamond to uh, basically just like cold dust and just disintegrates in your palm. Yep. And duplicate any sorcerer wizard spell of sixth level, of fifth level or lower. Yeah, it's going to be a non-fifth level or lower, and Breath of Life is a Conjuration fifth level spell, which is one level lower than mine, and Conjuration is not one of my opposition schools, so. 
Yep, doesn't belong to one of your opposition schools. So yeah, duplicate any non-sorcerer wizard spell of 5th level or lower, provided the spell does not belong to one of your opposition schools. Mm -hmm. And Breath of Life does not have a material component. Yep. Range touch. So it is a 5th level oracle cleric shaman. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I suppose you uh, focus, extend a hand, reach out with the uh, the healing hand of, uh, of magic. Yep, putting that healing hand on there. As you lay a hand down. All right. We need you to come back now. I'm going to roll my dice for some... Masika technically gets a will save. I imagine she's going to choose to not take it. <laughs> um, okay, so that is 5d8 plus 1 per caster level. I have 15th level caster. So that's 32 points of healing. So Heather. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So Masika, I believe that would put you at positive 18 hit points. Uh-huh. As hey. Paulus slaps a okay. hand on your chest, there's that, you know, fump sound of a, uh, a defibrillator going off as she hits you in the chest. <laughs> not actually, actually how they work. We're just going to say that right now. Defibrillators do not freeze Hollywood defibrillator. Hollywood defibrillator. magical one, so, yeah. <laughs> I've always heard of Breath of Life actually as more of a um, giving mouth-to-mouth -to, -mouth to someone kind of thing, because it's literally, I'm inhaling breath, into, or exhaling breath into your body. So, but I suppose you, Hollis leans down, places a hand on Masika, Masika takes in this quick, rattling breath. Narmer cries out in joy. I'm sure Masika has no idea what is going on. <laughs> You're alive, Masika! You're alive, and this guy's still around. Oh yeah, he's sure trying to kill us. Also, gosh, we're sorry. We're, we're real glad you're not dead. <laughs> Welcome back. Back into the fight, Masika. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, what, what else kind of reaction I, would you yeah, have? Yeah, like, yeah, you like, just, just come wake back up in total confusion. Crap is going out. Okay, yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, that, that tracks. <laughs> it's okay, you're only dead for approximately six seconds. No right, brain damage is what he's trying to tell you. <laughs> Move action, Hollis is going to try to stand in the way, like between Masika and the sorcerer guy. Masika is just very confused right now. She's <laughs> like, okay. Nah, I'm a catcher up. <laughs> you really didn't miss very much. <laughs> I don't know. She missed a fair, a fair bit. She missed you using that cool time stutter ability. Yeah, but that's like just to get her back alive. It's not like she, it's not like it's been 10 minutes or anything. There is maybe some rules of ambiguity to this, but I'm going to keep going. But uh -huh. the issue is within one round. Technically, died you died on Hollis's round. turn. So technically, when it reached back around to it, it had been one full round since you died, not within one round because of the initiative movement. I feel like she died at literally the end of Hollis's last turn. I'm going to go ahead and go with it. I just wanted to say that there is a little bit of rules ambiguity there. But you're a kind GM. <laughs> right? I'm feeling benevolent now. Because arguably, if I had brought this up to all of your attention beforehand, then I imagine that one of you would have done something else to bring her back, as opposed to Hollis using We have that a spell. lantern that literally brings people back. You have a lantern yeah, that literally yeah. brings people back from the dead. Yeah, so <laughs> it would have been a delay. You would have missed a little more. But again, the, I feel like there's some degree of rules ambiguity there. Technically speaking, I think the interpretation that it's within one round is correct. But from Hollis, we go to 10 enough. This jerk. <laughs> He sinks down into the earth. Ah, oh, so he absolutely you, does a chasing fist cowards. after him. Ah! That means he can't really do anything this round. No, it means he's going to be buffing himself. Going to pro probably reapply that thing that we just uh, yeah. dispelled on him. Actually, real quick, before he sinks down into the earth, since he doesn't even have to cast that on the offensive, we'll go ahead and uh, magic missile citrate again. Jerk. He 
He's done like five of those so far. He's got to be low on them. He's got to be almost out. Sorcerer. So many spells. Uh, so 21 points of damage to Citra as he magic missiles her before floating down into Ooh, the that earth. that was a good one. Yeah, it was. That was a pretty good one. How's Citra looking on hit points? I'm still at 99. I didn't get oh, hit okay. before this. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah, I'm the one who's like, <laughs> I've been messed up. You're the one who got hit by the Kalnaka. I yeah, dude, I, I, got, I got 18 I got hit points. <laughs> I'm not saying like, stop and heal me right now. I'm just, I was worried because Citra had been hit with two magic missiles. City Contar. No, I'm good. City lets out the most, like, on Eurus class sigh. <laughs> <sighs> it's extra loud because he's extra big. It is extra loud because <laughs> he's extra big. Um, because uh, if I just delay, then I really am just getting nothing out of that. Mm. Yeah, Sudi's got basically nothing that he can do right now. Um, so what I'm going to do is uh, Sudi's going to move into roughly the center of the chamber. So okay. It's not exactly like a perfectly square chamber, but move into the center of the chamber and ready to strike at um, Teneneth if he happens to be in range when he comes back up. Very well. Masika, you're unarmed and prone. I have a question. I have an answer. Can, if you're using a heal spell that tar- specifically says it targets one or more creatures, can you harm and heal at the same time? What's the specific spell? Mass heal. Wait, what? Technically speaking, you're still casting the heal spell on him. It just applies as a harm spell to an undead All creature. right, I'm going to ready in action, and as soon as this <laughs> jack <laughs> comes up out of the floor, I'm casting mass heal. Nice. <laughs> Would you like to stand up from prone? I mean, sure. I don't know if it's really going to help anything, but why not? She won't be on the ground. It, yeah, it brings your armor class up. <laughs> I guess, and Masika will pick up Narmer. I'm so happy to have you back. That was the most stressful six-second Jamaic existence. Masika kisses the top of his little fishy head. Aww. <laughs> it's so cute. Blush mechanism engaged. <laughs> <laughs> Also, I spit, I hit him right between the eyes, and it did nothing, but it's actually a really good shot. <laughs> That's because you're mad. It's not magic, Narmer. It's real acid. That can't oh. hurt a ghost. Okay. You need to fill me with like an acid, like a, a magic acid reserve. Actually, I need to learn how to use magic devices. Just an idea. We should study it together. Just an oh, idea. I mean, oh, Citra could probably give you a few pointers. <laughs> I've got, you know, a rank or two in it. That brings us to Citra Nahumra. Nobody get too far away. Citra's gonna sidle up near Sudi, but like five feet away to like put a gap in there, just in case he's just, 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 just in case he's dumb enough to come chance. up, you know, between us, just in case. Uh, but also just to give me the freedom to run around if I need to, and then hey, Citra will ready. Citra, I might suggest not standing in lightning, lightning bolt, what we call lightning bolt formation with Sudi. Actually, if he wants to lightning bolt us, I'm kind of cool with that. Masika just said don't go too far. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm really talking like, you know, maybe not in a straight line situation. I don't I mean, it's, it's up to you. Technically, if it's only two people, anything's a straight line. That's true, but him lining it up's the hard part, I suppose. Hollis Starkweather. Hmm. Ready to, ready to disintegrate him or something. Well, not disintegrate, but do, do a thing. Hollis is going to ready to... Hollis will move uh, uh, kind of to the other side of Masika and draw her mithril dagger, I guess. Um, and then uh, she'll ready to shout should the opportune moment arise, meaning he's in a place that I can shout without hurting my friends. All right. So Hollis moves over, readies. 
Yep. City Contar. He has not reappeared. Okay, so he's gonna re-put that so, spell. City so like kind of like ticks off the the seconds here. All right, I think he's probably casting defensive magics. Everybody stay ready. And Sudi will continue to ready. Very well. Sudi continues to ready. Masika? Does the same. Continues to ready. Citra? Same. Continues to ready. Hollis? Hollis will go ahead and toss a resist energy communal electricity on the group. <laughs> hey, that's cool. Not about it. Is that a touch range or is that close? It is touch. Um. You could get to Sudi and Citra. Yeah, but Citra's probably going to get out of the way of anything. Yeah. I was going to say, I feel like we would be probably the the most okay just because we have evasion. You give it to Masika and yourself and Armor. I'm going to do, yeah, Masika, <laughs> myself, and Armor. We'll get some electricity Armor especially. stuff. Um, it My one will... weakness, I'm invincible now. Narmer, you're not invincible. It is 30 points of resistance, um, 10 minutes per level, 150 divided by 3 is 50 minutes each. Nice. Excellent. Following that, nine Tinnefs rise up out of the earth. Ah, you son of a... Sunni just swears in every language he knows. (laughs) Masika's ready to action go... Well, let's see. Ah, he's still within 25 feet of me. Everybody's within 30 feet of me. Oh, 30 feet! Light Red. him up! <laughs> so, everybody in the party will get 150 hit points back. Oh! <laughs> Holy crap! Boy! Hollis like doesn't mention spell. she wasn't hurt. And this then must he be your needs new uh, ninth-level spell. Yeah, it's, well, it's my eighth-level uh, eighth life uh, shaman spell. Rad. Um, he gets to make a will save. The sad thing about this is it's all or nothing, so maybe he'll roll a crappy roll. We'll find out. Will save. Mm-hmm. Roll a one. Roll a one. Roll a one. I feel like this one's on the fence. Mm. 23. That fails. It's a 25. Oh, baby. <laughs> oh. Does, yes! does he have spell resistance or anything? Because he does get spell resistance. If he he has does spell not have spell resistance. Ghosty boy will take 150 hit points of damage. Uh, if pertinent, that also cures any ability damage, blindness, confusion, yep. daze, dazzle, deafened, disease, exhausted, fatigued, feeble-minded, insanity, nausea, poison, sickened, and stunned. Mm-hmm. So basically, we feel like we just had a really good day at the spa. Yeah. Yes. yes. We have an amazing day at the spa. Uh, technically speaking, mm-hmm. that is not a channel, which no, means it is spell. still damage from a corporeal source. So it's actually uh, 75 points of damage. Okay. Fair. That's still a lot of damage that, to this guy. That's still a lot. <laughs> yeah. That that gives him slightly more than one hit point left. Then I shot. <laughs> <laughs> Very well. It's a 30-foot cone. I'm pretty sure I can hit him. Got it. He gets a fortitude save, uh, which is weird because this does affect some objects. It says it affects objects. I believe, like, crystal- it says specifically crystalline. Well, because I know it does extra damage to, like, crystalline creatures and things uh-huh. like that. I'm going to go ahead and say yes. Yeah. He gets a 20 for his fortitude save. Um, he is going to go ahead and fail, fail, fail. Yes! yes. You can't hurt deafen this a ghost, man. so... Well, hurt this ghost. No, he is That's he is thing. specifically immune to deafen. That makes sense. Deafen this ghost. Uh, I mean, it's not the best damage. He has no eardrums to rupture. Uh, 15. 15 um, sonic damage. Very well. So, yeah, there's basically just a flash, a double blast of, uh, of energy before there is no longer anything floating there. Wow. How long does it take him to come back? One, 2D four days? 2D four days. Yeah. So minimum two days. So we have two days if we want to be safe. 
Well, we have to get rid of him before we call down the pyramid. Otherwise, he's just going to yeah. be. Do we know how to get rid of him? Yeah. The the problem is, I think we had dis- we had discussed like having to divine I... a way to yeah actually right. figure out how to put him to rest. Masika is going to plop down on the floor, pull out some parchment. I um, guess there's no healing debate after the end of this fight, since all of you were just literally <laughs> capital H healed. I, I was like, I, I cannot remember ever coming back from a fight and being like, yeah, not a single person got hit. Well, She's going to pull out some parchment and a pen, um, and I'm going to use my autom- automatic writing uh, sh- spirit ability from my lore shaman. Which is a divination spell that with ninety percent effect with ninety percent effectiveness. I just okay. imagine you as the the lady from Rose Red, who's <laughs> just like writing her little elves um, in the notebook. So it it can be a question concerning a specific goal, event, or activity that is to occur within one week. I our specific goal is to get rid of this. To lay him to rest permanently. <laughs> so, so many swings. How do we so put his swings. soul to rest yes, permanently? Yes, my, my, my specific goal is how do we put, I cannot. Ten and, ten and F. F. Ten and F, Moffray to rest forever. <laughs> <laughs> so many swings. The spell functions similar to Augury, but more powerful. Provides yes. a useful piece of advice in reply to a question concerning a specific goal in this case of what you're wanting to do, that is to occur within one week. Yeah, this needs to happen within like two days, so... <laughs> you know. If the party does not act on the information, the conditions may change so that the information is no longer useful. It is a 90% chance to work correctly, is what you were saying, correct? Yes, because it's my... Uh, it's and the that's the maximum chance ability. of it working. Yes. If the roll fails, you know the spell failed. Yes, and I can do this one more time today if this fails for some reason. So, specifically... What is your goal? My goal is to put Tenenef, the ghost of Tenenef Mafray to his permanent rest. I'll roll. And so Masika is going to do the like ghost writing thing where she, you know, just writes. <laughs> your eyes roll back into the back of your head. Mm. So you start yep. snapping around. So Masika folds her legs. Hard to write. Concentrates as well as she can with an armor hugging her. Mm-hmm. As he has been doing nonstop since she came back from the dead. <laughs> Masika's like, I just fell over for a few seconds. I don't really know what happened. <laughs> There's a mechanical a patting you at perfect You're intervals right. on your back. As you just lightly <laughs> pat your back. This does take the full 10 minutes it would normally take to cast a divination spell. So. Yep. Narmer pats you for 10 minutes. Every 2.5 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> like you clockwork. focus like clockwork. Like a metronome just in the background the entire time you're doing this. Mm-hmm. You focus. The rest of you, I suppose, take a second to collect yourselves. Although, again, you know, Sudi's shrinking back down. All of you finished this fight, and despite the how difficult of a fight this honestly ended up being... Everybody's good. Uninjured. <laughs> yeah, weird, yeah. right? Weird. <laughs> Masika, you roll out the parchment, lay it down, place the ink file at the top, place a weight down at the... Basically, the scroll tube down at the bottom to lay it out. Dip your pen in the ink. Hold it over that. Focus, focus. More or less just clearing your mind. Letting the spirits of the desert flow into you. Only vaguely aware after about 10 minutes of your hand writing gently back and forth. One character, a second character, third, fourth, fifth, a sixth. And then you raise your hand and look down. And there are two words clearly displayed in the red ink on the page. Wow, it took me 10 minutes to write two words. Wow, okay. <laughs> you had to get in touch that's with the spirits you, That's why I, I imagine it like Rose Red, where a lot of it is just you doing yeah. a bunch of swirls and uh-huh. then you write something. Uh-huh. Could be. 
I just imagine Masika does this like in the ancient Osiriani hieroglyphs. There's like these really two really elaborate hieroglyphs, and then she draws the whole cartouche thing around it, and it's all like <laughs> exactly like you've done a lot of like little decorations and like details in there. Yes, but what are my t- what are the two words? Actually, I'm going to expand it so, sli- so uh-huh. somewhat slightly because uh, of exactly reading over this, it says that it does provide you with a useful piece of advice, and that would be yes. a little bit too vague. Mm-hmm. Looking down at the page, it reads. Tenenuf believed that after death was only oblivion. You have proved him wrong. Oh, so is he riddle. done for now? So, so does that? It, the, the, I think. Oh, because because Masika died and we brought her back, it proved that there's life after death, or just I because think we it's killed him. More, he was his spirit was released and he was a ghost, maybe. Well, and he saw the afterlife before. Well, well, he won't remember that. No, he won't. Yeah. And even mm. since he was a ghost, he never technically went. Hmm. Well, and also from what you understand, he never went to the afterlife at all because yeah. he used a magic effect to turn himself into a ghost. Yeah. He skipped by the whole dead roads thing. <laughs> <laughs> so that seems to imply he might not come back then because now he knows that afterlife was, I guess, being a ghost. Now there is an afterlife. So we're good. Maybe we're good. It's more of a riddle than a piece of advice, if you ask me. Well, I mean, if he believed that there was no afterlife, which is really weird in ancient Osiriani, uh, or ancient Osirian, and we let him out of the jar and he became a ghost. Then we but, killed him and he went to his afterlife, Nick, maybe. Yeah. I mean, we did imply that there, it, he did not think that there was an afterlife, which means maybe he didn't believe in being a ghost, and now he does, so that means oh, that there maybe. is an afterlife? Yep, I don't know. From... Nahamra, you were made aware that Tenenef basically lost his faith and fell into this madness because of his exposure to Hakatep's wife. Oh yeah, that's right. She who was espousing oh. a belief that everything ends in oblivion. Which was oh. wrong. Right. And now he's like, oh. So I think we're good. Okay. I mean, that sounds good to me, being good. I mean, if we've put the spirit to rest, that's a victory. Alright, well. The dimension door. Let's go outside. You'll, of course, have to use magic means to exit since... Yeah, yeah dimension door to the entrance of this place. Okay. I'm assuming by entrance you mean on the other side of the sand, uh, the, uh, sand waterfall thing. The, yeah, oh, well, my God. Did you all see the possible, gift yes. that somebody posted on the Reddit yes. of, like, a freaking sand waterfall? It was yes. so cool. Check the, check the Reddit. It was tight. It's super cool. Yeah, somebody <laughs> posted a really cool picture of, like, I don't know if it was a sinkhole or what, but it looked like a sand waterfall. It was... It was really cool. Yeah, it was really neat. It was uh, LKB. Shout out to that guy. LKB. <laughs> or girl. We don't assume your gender. You gather yourselves together. Chant and tone. Open up a purple door. Step through it. Step back free to the the other side. As you step out, the sandstorm still continues overhead, whistling past as you step back free from the shadow of the tomb. However, it seems to be steadily dissipating. As you step free, the the last vestiges of the storm seem to be dissipating overhead, and the the eye of horse above the the sun disk of raw sits high in the sky, the sun blazing down into the trenches where all of you now stand. Oh, okay. All right. Is there anything else left to do here, except you know activate stuff? Um, I know. No, I think, I think we're so. literally out of people now. That's that's everything. We we talked in Ahamra and found out the past was the worst. Mm. Um, we dealt with the dinosaur and the bird, and all of the tombs have been cleared out. Is there anything else we can do with the figurines, or was that it? 
that was besides putting Beck and Topher's back on there in case you know Hockatep's pyramid lands on his like you know sand waterfall. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, he'll be I very angry. That, I think that's it. Well, I don't think we want to activate it right now. No, most def- most definitely not today. It seems like a terrible idea. Uh, so I suppose we take the day to recoup and rest and then start fresh tomorrow morning? I'm going to use today to finish enchanting that staff of the healing that we found so I can actually whap people with it if I need to. What What do we think about going shopping one last time? We have found some stuff here, haven't we? We have found a, a fairly significant amount of stuff. So, I mean, we could do some shopping in Sothis. Because I have a teleport. We could stay the night in Sothis and then head back in the morning. Mean, unless you're getting something that's gonna cost time, but no, I, I mean we don't have the time to just have hand our gear over, or even we don't have the time for me to upgrade most of it. It's just too much, too much investment at this point. Are we on a real big timetable? You don't know how many pyramids have started attacking other yeah. cities. Yeah, that's the only a, thing. That's the, that's the thing we don't know. We, we just the don't answer know is uh, some. I, it's fairly early in the morning today, right? Because we got up, we came, we killed the dinosaur, we came down here and did this. I mean... I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's approaching a little bit past noon by this point because you guys had to travel all the way back from yeah. the abandoned temple of Nethus. And we're going to have to sleep tonight anyway because I need to pray for some power, some different spells to deal with apparently elementals and all the undead and the vampire mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the mummies and the witches and oh my god anyway um I'm what i'm hearing is that uh today is not a good day to start any sorts of shenanigans and um yes that so is true we sh- sh- i think going to sothis and doing one last throw our money at everything to try to stop an undead pharaoh it's mm-hmm. probably actually the best plan and it won't take me but an hour but a few hours to finish enchanting this staff so i can get that done today too I wouldn't mind getting a few more scrolls. Yep, agreed. I'm sure there's plenty of things that we can think to reinforce ourselves for what's going to come because we're going to have to do this probably close to, if not all in one day. It's probably not going to be possible to do this all in one day. That's a pretty mm. big pyramid, apparently, with I a lot of people I don't know where we're going to be able to find a place to rest that's safe. That was my concern as well. Well, you may have to just leave it and come back. That may have to be what we do. Because if this it place is... Depends on what kind of magic protections. If he has something like the... What was it called? The area with the no teleportiness. Teleportation trap. <laughs> I will mention that Nahamura said that he believed that the trenches would be able to hold the pyramid for a few days. Mm-hmm. You don't know specifically how long it's going to be able to hold the pyramid in place, but he implied a few days, so you might get to rest a couple of times. Yeah, my brain is like, there's no way book six is all one day. I know, but we need to, I mean, that's us looking yeah. at it from that point of view. I was but... like, that's meta. However, you are also aware that, uh, considering that Nahamra specifically mentioned that it would bring down the pyramid and temporarily disable its defenses. Mm. Oh, okay. So you yeah. are also aware, however, that if it takes to the sky again, all those defenses are going to be back in place, including whatever is rendered it in capable of being found up until this point. You're also not positive if the slave trenches can be activated twice. So in essence, you cannot let it get back into the air. And basically once we're, we need to be the best prepared that we can and we Mm -hmm. need to go until we literally cannot go anymore once we start every time, you know, when we start this and just basically do the best we can. I really don't want to be fighting Hakatep in an pyramid with all of Chisisek's defenses active while we're in the <laughs> air. Yeah. 
I'm not against resting. I'm just saying yeah. we should we should only do it when we literally can't go anymore. Yeah. We're yep. we're definitely gonna have to 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 push ourselves on this. Well, but that's what we yeah. are. You are aware that there are five wings of the pyramid. Yep. Yeah. So Ooh. it's a big. We don't place. necessarily know how big they are, though. I'm just imagining it's like the TARDIS. It's gonna be bigger on the. We inside. look at the list. The list of thirty people or something. <laughs> maybe they're all just stacked on top of each other. That's worse. That would maybe? be the worst case scenario. We actually want one them to giant all be rolling encounter. <laughs> oh my gosh! No. Did you Welcome imagine? to book six. We'll have this finished in the next five episodes, one way or the other. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome um, to the ten-hour fight, strap in. Jesus. <laughs> All right, I think going to Sothis and doing a last-minute shopping yeah. spree, and then just sleeping there and teleporting back to the trenches first thing in the morning and bringing down a pyramid is the best course of action. Sounds pretty great. I'm being very sweary tonight. Sorry, you are so sweary. Oh, you started <laughs> dead. We did start dead. Yeah. And when we're in Sothis, we can like listen at pubs and see if we hear any news of any crazy stuff happening. That that is true. Uh, Although likely question, they will not have heard of it. Uh, where's Falto? <laughs> Wati. Is he, is he back is he, in Wati still? We don't know. When we left him, he was in Wati, and okay. he was about to go off and do his uh, side, side story. story. Maybe on. I, I actually believe, timeline-wise, the events of the Faded Tells has not occurred yet. Oh, okay. Oh, really? Because oh, really? I wanted to say that that occurred, I think it was a week or maybe two weeks after y'all left. And y'all have only been, how many days has it been since you guys left Wati? Oh, it's not been very many. Yeah, I was gonna say, we made incredibly good time because we had that fancy boat. It's been 10 days since we left Wati. Oh, dang. Like, exactly. So more likely than not, he's probably still in on right now. All right, we teleport to Sothis. I have a teleport today. Okay, let's hope you make it. So where are you teleporting to? Um, Probably a place I know, I mean, I know Sothis pretty, probably uh, the in that we stayed last time. Okay. We're just going to show up in the middle. Oh, we're going to surprise them there. Out. Well, like in the reception area, not in the upstairs area. Not in somebody's okay. room that may or may not yeah, be occupied. So reception area is an area that you probably were through a number of times, so I'll count that as seen casually. Okay. Didn't you still live in Sothis? Yeah, but I maybe didn't see, like, go to this hotel. I can't go back to the temple because that would just be a problem. Well, I'll, I'll also point out, this is always something that kind of comes back to me as far as teleportation is concerned, that People will make an argument of like, oh, I've lived somewhere. Like, I couldn't tell you the exact number of houses down the street from where I am right now or the color of each of those houses in order if I wanted yep. to, because it's just kind of background. So, like, I can visualize it because I've been living here for a while, but it's all still seen casually because the step up from seen casually is studied carefully, which would be so like it's a pretty the, big gap. Yeah. So, like, if it's like your office that you work in. So go ahead and roll percentile, and we'll just count that as seen casually. I rolled an 89. Uh-oh. Oh. High is bad. High is, are we going to end up in Very your well. chicken farm again? Nope. We're going to be somewhere, some other hotel lobby. So go ahead and roll me percentile. That's a bad sign. When I think we have a greater teleportation scroll. Just want to put that You should there. really do that. 31. All right. And go ahead and roll me a d8. Four. Oh. Okay. Let me see a couple of things here real quick. That is off target. <laughs> you don't I figured. say. I figured. So, Hollis, you chant in tone. Grab your party. I suppose everyone turns around, waves to Beck and Tofra. He's like, Bye, and okay, Tofra. whatever, you well, I, weirdos. I assume we talk to Tefnaju. <laughs> Do we want to go all the way over to Tefnaju's to say I was going to say, no one said anything about talking to Tefnaju. You're just like, nah, we're going to pop fine. over there. And, we can send him yeah. a message if nothing else. He'll know we're gone. He'll sense our presence. It's true. <laughs> yeah. He's not worried about it. 
He lasts forever. There's a jolt. And you are airborne. What? For a long moment, you all plummet. Maybe a distance of some 40 feet or so, except for Masika, who I think automatically feather falls. Masika's feather fall at will. Once we're air- she realizes we're airborne, she's like, nope. Screams and grabs an armor. The rest of you <laughs> splash. Yeah. You splash down into this thick, salty wave as it crashes over you. As you surface back up, ride the wave up to the top. On every horizon but one, you see a long expanse of ocean. Far off towards your left, you see these cliffs rising up out of the sea. Maybe a distance of perhaps a mile or so away. This isn't the hotel. Yeah, no. So, so you just like taste some of the water and is like, Hollis, what's wrong with this water? It's very it's, salty. It's ocean Where water. Where are we? I don't know. Swim toward the, the, the land. Does the sand boat also function as a yeah, real the boat? Sand the boat. sand boat also functions as a reg- regular Masika boat. Masika fishes yeah. around and throws down the boat. <laughs> I'll climb into the boat. I'll climb into the boat. <laughs> and right. then... Who has profession sailor? It's Masika. Okay. <laughs> profession sailor? Where the heck did you get that? I learned it from Falto when we were oh, in right. Watsi to right. navigate the <laughs> sand boat. Falto saving the day. <laughs> Can I make like a geography check to know where the heck we are? There are no landmarks right now. I will allow anyone that wishes to make a survival check, however, to do so. <laughs> oh, I got one better. I got a spell. Oh, that's great. I love a spell. That's good, because I've only got it like a seven survival. <laughs> I rolled a nine for a 29 survival. I imagine all of us just like do that thing where we just like, we get on the boat, we're all bedraggled, and we all just look at Hollis like, what did you do? Well, I miscalculated. I, maybe I was thirsty. <laughs> All right, Masika is going to make a survival check just to see if we can figure out where we are. If you weren't thirsty before, now you are with the salt water. Yeah, don't drink this water, Sudi. No more teleporting when you're tired. Mm, Well. (laughs) When you're tired, that's a good explanation. Masika rolls a 19 on her survival check, which gets her a 44. Holy cow. (laughs) Yeah, she did a lot better than me. So, well, technically both actually Masika and Citrus succeed on this. So the two of you take a second. You're like, it's a little past noon. So the sun would be in the western sky. So you kind of look up towards the sun. You're like, the sun's in the west. Over those cliffs, we're somewhere in the ocean. Hollis does some, I suppose, quick math. What does Hollis get taking 10 on a geography? At 29. So after a quick little bit of math, you're like, wherever this coast is, it's on our western side. Hollis like, okay, so if a teleportation is off target, I was teleporting a distance of approximately <laughs> 333 miles. So the maximum range I could have been off would be by 333 miles from my destination because that's how teleport works. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So assuming that, more likely than not, I probably only scattered an average of half that distance, so about 150 miles, give or take. After a quick little like calculation, you're like, if we scattered east, we should be somewhere off the burning coast in the Obari Ocean. Do I know anything about El Shalad? Uh, you may make a uh, geography check if you so wish. Maybe that's a big enough city to accomplish what we need to accomplish. Since you guys do uh, have the uh, the map there. Uh, I roll a 12 for a 31. I open my, my basket with sugar in it and I like take her out and I start like dabbing her dry. I don't even have prestidigitation prepared. So I'm yeah, like, oh, Masika would have caught herself with her feather fall and then kicked in her fly hex and been like, okay. Uh, technically, actually, Masika would have hit the water before she could cast yep. the fly uh, because you didn't. You were only forty feet up, so the feather fall just meant that you gently floated down into yeah. the water. I don't think Masika minds because she's a yeah. freaking water elemental person. I do fish out my hat from the ocean before it gets taken too far away. Sugar is very upset. Yeah, she's mad. She, yeah, y'all are lucky y'all can't hear. 
<laughs> I didn't even prepare the magic that could dry her off real quick, so I'm having to dab her with the towel. She's I mean, to be mad. fair, we are in the desert, so who thought we were going to be getting soaked like this? It's kind of refreshing. I mean, aside from the salt. So there's literally salt in this water. So nobody can drink it. Don't drink it. That's so weird. Why? It'll make you more dehydrated and you'll die. Well, no, I get that part. But, like, oh, why okay. is there salt in this ocean? I launch into a very long explanation of, like, oceans. I can take 10 for a 26 on nature. I'm sure I can explain that to you. Yep. <laughs> Sudi has literally never seen an ocean in his life. <laughs> uh, Ms. Sika, what do you get taking 10 on a uh, profession sailor? Beach episode. 22. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Beach we can do a beach episode. <laughs> We're going to be playing volleyball <laughs> on the beach. So, Masika, you usually start selling the ship, making its way over. You know, you just kind of adjust the uh, the lines and everything, get everything ready, and then start taking you in that direction. Hollis, you're aware that this is the Burning Coast, or more likely not from conferring with uh, Masika and Citra, who are under the impression that you're on the eastern coast and your distance. You believe that you're somewhere around the Burning Coast, sometimes known as the Burning Cape. Uh, it's on the eastern coast of Osirian, the northern north of the Scorpion Coast, and south of the gardens of Sekpeska. Uh, it's kind of a rocky stretch of coast, uh, mostly called such because uh, not because of anything as far as fires are concerned, but actually because of the white walls of it look like flame when the morning sunlight hits it from the east. Cool. As you begin to approach closer towards the uh, the cape here, you can see that the coast here is littered with the skeletons of ancient ships. Yeah, we're not going to want to do that. From all over the world. As you begin to approach closer, Masika, you're kind of forced to navigate your way along the dangerous waterways here, where, again, it looks safe. In fact, the water here is so crystalline clear that when you look over the side, you can see down to the bottom, despite the fact that it's probably 100 feet to where wow. you can see the rocks below. However, the optics make this extraordinarily difficult because the rocks look to be far down, but occasionally when the water receives, recedes, you can tell that the rocks are only maybe five or six feet beneath the surface of the water. However, right. taking 10 and getting a 21 with deft skill, you can navigate your way until you reach the shore itself. Uh, Hollis, as far as El Shalad is concerned, what you think should be north of here, judging by the general position, again, without, without having stars to actually determine your exact position. It's difficult to tell. Not to mention, I think we're, we'd be missing like a sextant or whatever you would use to do that. Mm. Yeah. I'm sure Masika knows how to navigate the stars with her hand, considering her people travel the desert. <laughs> Fair. Sure. You know that El Shalad is a city that is uh, probably north from here. It's going to be your closest civilization. Uh, it has mostly been known uh, as part of the slave trade. Ugh. Pleasant oh. place. Gross. <sighs> it's basically a city that's currently dealing with a fierce political struggle uh, and yeah, racial tension. Yeah, we don't want to go there. Yeah, maybe we maybe we don't go maybe there. Maybe we skip it. Yeah. All right. Um, Masika is gonna cast discern location, which she had memorized to find <laughs> the ghost. Okay. <laughs> Let's discern our own location. I can locate one creature or object to find an object. It's something I had to have touched at least once. I would like to know where the freaking bed in the in room <laughs> that I slept in in Sothis is, and it's gonna tell me how to get there. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to high level magical play right now. We had a really, really short beach episode. Very well. So, what you're telling me is you wish to use an eighth level spell to find an inn? Yes. Okay. 
Well, we could also just use our skills. We have skills. We know about Again, things. welcome to high-level magic play. We just use magic for everything. What, what weird thing is happening here where Heather is pushing for using a magic spell and Jessica is saying, we could just use mundane skill, right? I was just about to say that. You have just said five times that we aren't particularly sure where we are because we don't have the stars to navigate. That is correct. So I'm using magic to circumvent that. <laughs> but if we go onto land, we'll see a maybe a landmark. <laughs> ha, landmark. We can also just go to the river and then take the river up. That would take longer, probably. In Oh, yeah, a lot longer. That would take days. You navigate your way through the rocks. Off towards your left, you see the shattered remnants of a Chalaxian war galley. Oh, not Off sorry for Off towards your that. right, you see the shattered remnants of a Catapeshian Slaver ship. I'm not right. sorry for them not, either. Yeah, no, I'm not sorry for them either. Yeah, I didn't want to make these people sympathetic. You glide <laughs> up onto the shore, and I suppose immediately have to like throw down anchor because the boat just goes up. I'm on sand again, and then starts taking off the moment <laughs> you hit the shore instead of beaching <laughs> itself. <laughs> stop, boat. Boat heel. <laughs> How are we gonna have a beach episode if you won't stop? Okay. As you pull up to a stop ahead of you, you can see the uh, the cliff face ahead, a stretch of beach extends off towards your right and left, making its way north and south for some distance. And far, far off towards the left, for the, towards the furthest horizon, about 12 miles away, you can see what looks to be the remnants of an old lighthouse up on the cliff oh. ledge far above. Nifty. The cliffs themselves are approximately 80 feet high and are of this white stone. Picture something akin to like the white cliffs of Dover, mm. stretching up out of the ocean, crowning overhead. All right, uh... Citra, Sudi, um, I guess since you guys can't fly, you'll need to hop into the bag of holding so Hollis and I can fly up to the top of the Sudi can climb. Wait, why? We need to get up to the top of the cliff, don't oh, we? Oh, you're going to string um, the boat and then put the boat on the top. I see. Okay. Yeah. I, I can literally use my sword to fly. I was going to say, I can fly as well. I mean, What else okay. are we going to be using it for today? Apparently, this oh, day is going to that. be travel. Oh, don't say that. We got to go from <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Second point of order. Now, Heather is the one encouraging people to climb inside of a bag of holding. Yes! There's just a weird reversal of people's opinions today. This, okay, this episode is now officially the episode of reversed opinions. The We've one with the reversed opinions. It's not a bad idea. No, no, no. That's, no, that's completely true. No, it's a great idea. True. That's why we suggested like 20 episodes. It's, I mean, it's a perfectly it. fine idea. It's just, it's funny that the role of Jessica is being played by Heather today. <laughs> and the role yes. of Jordan is Welcome. being played by Heather today. <laughs> we, we need to get to the top of this cliff before we get attacked by the Kraken or something. <laughs> oh, I'm ready. Oh, the no, there are just a couple crabs watching you curiously from off Ooh, the I, side. I try to catch one of them for, for dinner. Very you well. have a mansion. Yeah, what oh, happened to Magic right. Mansion? Crab cakes fresh are so good. <laughs> you can make crab cakes in your mansion. <laughs> Anyways, different. It has see. an aftertaste. I don't know. What? If you all make this debate, Narmer's already trying to stuff like a tiny crab into his chest no, cavity. No, Narmer. <laughs> <laughs> We're having a beach episode, I'm going to okay? call you Schnippy. <laughs> We're going to put Schnippy with some butter and some garlic. and. <laughs> Poor Snippy. Narmer, we live in a desert not near any water. You don't need a crab. Oh, okay. <laughs> Goodbye, Snippy. Enjoy a long, fruitful life. Oh, no, Pelican got him. <laughs> oh, oh, Pelican Dang. then flies off. Oh, Snippy, I knew you so long. I'll avenge you. 
ascending up the cliff, as I imagine <laughs> you can through either your flying sword or yes. your flying spell or your overland flight spell or Sudi using classic muscle and rope. Oh, I got magic boots, climb. man. I'm not climbing anymore. Yeah, he's got magic, magic boots. boots. I got he's magic boots. I'm not going to use this racial ability that I never get to use. <laughs> I know. Well, because it's like a lot. It's like 100 feet. It's a lot of climbing. He's tired. He is lit tired. <laughs> <laughs> no, in fact, you are not tired whatsoever. That hill spell no, yeah, yeah. 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 so is feel great. Aside from being bedraggled, this is like great. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that lighthouse seems ominous and real cool, and I kind of want to look at it. Can we no. like. No, we are on a very tight timetable right, here. Fine, fine. <laughs> Could be cool, though. Ascending up to the top of the cliff, you can see that the, uh, yeah, the desert stretches away into the distance all around you broken up by rocky expanses of orange stone rising up out of the earth. Before I use shenanigans 8th level magic, Masika does have a compass, and now that we're at the top of the cliff, <laughs> can I figure out which direction Sothis is? Well, I mean... Well, I mean, you can figure out which direction west. north is. Okay. But you don't know where on the burning coast you are. See, that's the problem. So, yeah, I'm going to use the discern location, and we're going to start heading to Sothis. I mean, we can also just go... I mean, Elshalad doesn't... How big was Elshalad? Uh, El Shalad is a small city, so about mm. approximately a population uh, about maybe two thousand more people than Wati. Ah, mm. uh, so yeah, pretty small. Southus it is. I was gonna say if we're all wanting like you know plus four plus five gear. Well, I was then, hoping it know. was a port city or something. Anyway, it is, it is a, a port, port city, city, but not a big one. Yeah, well, I mean they mostly deal in slaves. Yeah, we don't want any of that. You. Although Gross. you know, side note to go like f that guy up. Anyway, so casting your spell, you can determine that Southus seems to be. West northwest from where you are right now. Okay. So, judging by that, I suppose as uh, you guys kind of sit there contemplate this, Hollis, you think that your teleportation was off by about a hundred and fifteen miles, give or take. Oh. So by ship, it would take you approximately fifty to fifty-two hours to get there. Okay, we're yeah, gonna have to just days. camp out and teleport again. I really. I mean, the coast is not the best place to do that. Well, I mean, if we're just in the mansion. There is a spooky lighthouse over there. There's a spooky lighthouse. There's no need to take unnecessary risks. We could knock on the door. Let the let the lighthouse keeper know that we ran out of gas. That's a fun place to I go. I mean, what look. do we know What's about gas? the lighthouse? Is it haunted or something? No, it's I don't know. creepy on a coast near all of these ships, so obviously it doesn't do its job very good for the first thing. Maybe we can go turn it on. <laughs> it might be abandoned. Uh, Mashika, I just realized I've never seen the she before. It's real Okay, cool. well, you were just in it, and it's salty, and I'm going to have to clean out all your gears That's true. tonight. It's so beautiful. It was not a fun experience. But it's really neat. But isn't it beautiful? I point out at it. <laughs> Look at it from this vantage. It's beautiful. We could stay here tonight, stare out at the ocean. Yes. I mean, I don't think we actually have another choice. Sing songs. Make s'mores. What's a s'more? Oh, man. You're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> <laughs> As a side note, you know that you are probably somewhere near the Valley of the Pyramids. Uh-huh. Well, that sounds fun. Do we know anything about a lighthouse? I mean, I feel like there's probably a lot of lighthouses There are the numerous. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, especially if you have these giant cliffs that you can't see at night. Um, the Valley of the Pyramids is an unusual landscape of twisted and sand carved canyons, not fully seen since the time of the Four Pharaohs of Ascension, but was recently uncovered by one of the Kushman storms. And it holds uh, four pyramids said to contain magical portals that allow access to extra-dimensional tombs of the Four Pharaohs. Hollis is like, not hmm. now. Okay, fine. Epilogue. 
Like, Citra just saw your wheels turning and was like, no. Lighthouse, maybe. Pyramids, no. Definitely no. We don't need more pyramids. Can we compromise on the lighthouse? (laughs) You're also aware that if you decided to go that way, you'd have to pass by the ruins of Tumen, which is not a very safe place to go either. (laughs) So we ended up in a real uh, predicament. We're not not in a good spot. Creepy coast and a lighthouse. All right, Masika is going to use the eight hours she needs to to, to enchant her uh, staff of healing. So yeah, it's I mean, plus you might one. as well. Yeah. Should we go look at this lighthouse? I mean, it would at least provide some defense. And we could put the mansion in the lighthouse. I Double mean, defense. I if guess. there's ghosts, I say we leave it though. Oh sure. Uh, that's we my one concern. Away. We did just get. the done fighting a powerful ghost, and I mean, you see all these ships we'll down here. This seems like stuff that would make a lot of ghosts. Well, in the ocean. Yeah, I mean, ghost, ocean ghosts, water ghosts. They might have a particular hatred of this lighthouse. I don't know their life <laughs> or unlife. What, shouldn't you care about putting the undead to rest or something? There's time for that in the future. Unfortunately, we have a rather pressing need right now. Exploring the lighthouse, you find that the lighthouse is just an abandoned old structure. The stairs inside have collapsed. Via flight, you can fly up to the top and find the Mm -hmm. large brazier that would once be able to be lit and provide guidance for sailors. Uh, Judging by the sheer number of shipwrecks that you can see along the coast, you think that it has not been lit in some time. I'll light it. I mean, you know, I mean, there's no, like, if you want to go and find some wood. Oh, well. Hmm. I suppose all of you would gather together. I guess just kind of spend the day. Beach episode! Beach episoding, you know, <laughs> relaxing, recuperating, preparing yourselves, building up uh, sand castles, and armor berries, suity in the sand, like <laughs> up to his neck. And... You're never getting rid of all that sand. <laughs> Sudi's been getting blasted with sand for how long? So you'll spend the day enjoying yourselves. Yeah, as best you can for basically the next six hours or so until sunset begins to approach. Eventually settle down as the... Uh, the sun begins to set in the distance after playing around, sugar running around, gobbling up tiny little crabs. She's having a great time. Having a great time. <laughs> Narmer's sitting there, like, building sandcastles with Sudi and, you know, letting Stinger enjoy the ocean and saving Stinger from drowning. <laughs> and enjoy he has the ocean. beetle very now, little. too. He's got so. his little beetle. He tries to fly away, and then, you know, Narmer goes after him. Now yeah. I feel bad that the beetle didn't want to be with him. Yep. <laughs> I mean, it's just a beetle. <laughs> At the end of the day, this curious little excursion having occurred. Sheer <laughs> happenstance. The four of you sit. I imagine Sudi, legs folded, staring out across the ocean. Citra, feet dangling over the side of the cliff, looking off into the distance. Hollis, Masika, enjoying the view, watching the last lines of sunlight bouncing off the, uh, the ocean waves before they're lost, with the sun setting behind all of you in the distance. This last moment of peace before the endgame. And we'll pick it up here next time. Oh, man. Oh, oh goodness. Oh, Lord, what Lord. Fuck? We oh, got it. We got a beach episode. We did get a beach episode. We did get a beach episode. Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Mummy's Mask is copyright 2014. Mummy's Mask and the Pathfinder Adventure Paths are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.